Hello, beautiful souls. I am Valeria Maritza at Healing Through You. I am an infinite being of light, and so are you. Today, I want to talk to you about love and acceptance. Loving and accepting ourselves just the way we are right now in this moment. Perfect, 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 perfect. You are an infinite being of light. You are part of the divine. You are the divine itself. The divine is within you. And when we get to speak to ourselves in all of those infinite ways that our ego has learned to speak to us, that are demeaning, degrading, and giving us all of those low self-esteems, that is a learned behavior. Learned behavior from when we were children and we were told that we were doing something wrong. Some of you know that I taught art at the elementary level and middle school level for 15 years. And one of the things that has come into my awareness for me to speak to you today is how I was very aware of my, the power that I had as a teacher when I spoke to the children. And so always being positive and looking at the good in everyone. It's one of my gifts, being able to see the good in all. Um, I would go around giving feedback to the kids on their artwork constantly, right? And as the kids got older, and I'm not talking about much older, because as I said, I taught elementary and middle school, but it started around third grade. Some of them, very few, um, it would start in second grade. But it would start in third grade with some kids, and then um, a little bit more in fourth. And then once you got to around sixth and seventh, and especially eighth grade, the percentage grew. And the percentage is the percentage of skepticism in the words that they were hearing. And so I would go around and find the best part of a child's work, and I would comment on it, and I would be generally happy and expressing this and excited about it, because I was. And yet these children, some of them, the brave ones, would answer. And I say brave because, you know, it's the conditioning, right? The conditioning of not speaking out. But they felt comfortable with me. And they would say, what are you saying? This is not as good as you're saying. Or you're just saying that because you're the art teacher. Or you're just saying that because you have to. Wow, it broke my heart, it really did, because it was true. The words and the compliments that I was giving these kids on their artwork, on their talents, on their creativeness was genuine. And a lot of these kids, like I said, the percentage of students who would feel this way and let me know one way or another, 
grew as they got older and I only saw them up to eighth grade. So just imagine how that number and percentage grows when they go into high school and college and even later in life. These are thoughts and beliefs, limiting beliefs that we gather as young children from hearing negative things towards us, towards our abilities, what we can do, what we cannot do, how we're behaving, all of these things. And the more that we hear these negative words towards anything that we do believe, think of, the more that we believe them as true. See, as children, we cannot discern that when we're being told that we're doing something wrong, that this is actually the other person's point of view. That's all there is. It is only a point of view. Everything is a point of view, isn't it? And so when the same type of point of view, which is negative, comes to us as children and we do not know what to do with this information, we believe it. We believe it as true. And then when we hear someone tell you how wonderful, amazing, and divine you are, we have a real, real hard time believing it. A super hard time believing it. A lot of people listen to this podcast and they are turned off by the first introduction, which is, "You are, I am a divine being of light and so are you. And that is done purposely. I, I say that at the beginning purposely because there is a purpose to that sentence, which is not just to turn people on and off, but it's because it's true. And if someone is turned off by that sentence, then they're not going to hear anything else. They're not ready for the messages that are coming through me to you. The ones who continue to listen are. Even if they're kind of bothered and they continue to listen, they're still open to the messages that are flowing through. And so when we believe these limiting beliefs that have been cast upon us, that's the work. That's the work that we need, that we will benefit from doing. And I can talk about this now because I have done the work. I have done lots of work on myself, within myself. And a lot of these same issues that my children at school would say to me when they wouldn't believe how wonderful, great, and amazing their work was or their talents or their ideas were. So I had a lot of that as well. When I started doing the work, um, obviously, before I started doing the work, I didn't believe that I could do the healing work that I could do. It took a lot of me working and looking deep within myself to actually believe that I was saying and, and helping people with was actually real and that people were really feeling the difference. I needed a lot of reinforcement, encouragement, testimonials for me so that I could believe it. So it's been a really deep, long journey for me, and it's not over yet. And 
when people started to hire me as the healer, that I was coming up and showing myself to the world that I was, I had the same type of issues and limiting beliefs. And it's those limiting beliefs that I was able to connect with the childhood wound to pinpoint where did this start from. So this is the type of work that I do in my in my healing sessions. But I'm telling you, this is something that you can do on your own, obviously. Anyone can do it if they find the how, right? And so if I found that someone told me that my work was powerful or good or life teaching or whatever it was, whatever the client said, and I questioned it, I felt like, really, did I really do that? Could I really help write anything, any thought that was contrary to what I was being told. Just like when I was telling the kids in my, in my classes that their artwork was so incredibly amazing or on the right track on so much better than before or whatever it was that I said and they didn't believe me. Just like that. And so I had to go back and think, when did I feel this before, right? So you go back, when have I felt this before? And then you go back to, you know, and experience a time where somebody else says something to you that you didn't believe or that you questioned yourself. And then you go back further. So the older you are, the more of these experiences you might reach, right? And you want to get to the first time that you felt that feeling of, nah, they're just saying that. It's not true. And it usually is between the ages of 10 to 4. In most of the people that I have worked with, that's the age that it lands. That's what they can remember. It was the first time. A lot of people have it earlier as well, but most of the bulk is people who find that the first time they had that dissolution that feeling of it changed the way they believed in themselves happened around that time. And then once you have pinpoint the time that it happened, and how do you pinpoint that? You just think back, okay, when did they feel like this? Okay, when else did they feel this way that was younger than the last time I thought about it? And you just keep going back and back and you keep asking and you keep asking and remembering. And the first memory that comes to you when you move back in the age, that's the one. You don't have to keep on searching for another one, right? Especially if you had a difficult childhood when you had lots of these experiences. It's the first one, the first one. That, that's like the potent one or the stronger one or the one that leads the others. And so once you have that, then you have that realization of, oh, that's where that limiting belief is coming from. Because it's out in the open, that is all the work you do. That in itself releases it. And by knowing that the pinpointing of this event, this memory, 
is the release, is the work, you can move on. Because the next time that somebody says something to you and you go to question yourself, you'll remember that you pinpointed this from that time when you were three or four years old or whatever it is for you. And then you remember, ah, that was the limiting belief. That was just the belief. And now I'm replacing this belief with the belief that it's true. The praise, the good things people are saying about me, it's true. They're not just saying it to be nice. They're not just saying it to help me. They're not just saying it because they have to, as some of this eighth graders told me when I was teaching. We have to really look into how deeply hurt we are as a society and how early these hurts happen. Another, and, and this memory is just coming up uh, right now, so I'm going to share it because it's obviously for a reason that it's coming up during this podcast. Um, when I will have a class come in, especially in one of my really high vibe days, I will be so excited and so happy and so smiling. And I also would have pushback from my eighth graders. Most of, it was mostly the eighth, eighth graders. Why are you smiling like that? It's kind of like making fun of like, what is so good that you can smile and laugh and be in this good mood? Like that is not allowed. It's almost like that's what they were telling me. And I really was so excited to see them, so excited to work with them, so excited to receive them in my classroom. Yet they could not, not everybody, but the ones who were telling me, could not receive that type of environment. And now that I've done all the work, now I see it's because of how deeply hurt they were and the trauma that they were carrying and bringing in, obviously from their childhood um, experience at home, right? Whatever that was going on, if they don't see people happy and excited and high vibe, when they see it somewhere else, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to relate to it, how to react to it, what to do with it. It must be fake. And that's the ego. That's the ego protecting them. Because if it isn't fake, if this is real, what I'm seeing and experiencing that this person can be so happy, then there must be something wrong with the way that I am having the experience at home. So in order for that child to be protected by the ego, the experience had to be wrong, fake. And I have to say something to put it down. Does that make sense? How hurt are we as a society that starts so early in life? So that popped up to share uh, in this in this episode. I want you to really look deeply into how you're speaking to yourself. What are your limiting beliefs? What is it that you're believing about yourself that is keeping you from showing up as the full divine being that you are? 
that is keeping you from leading the life that you want to be leading. From having the life that you are dreaming of. What is the limiting belief? So begin to think, right? What it is and pinpoint it by going back in time in your memories and figuring it out. This is the work that I do. This is how I did my own healing. And I did my way with support, but, and I continue to do it. But this is one of the ways to go back and figure out what it is that is stopping you. Finding what your limiting belief is. All right. I really, really am sending you so much love, so much courage so many hugs i think we need a hug right now this it's a deep deep subject and i'm hoping that this is helpful for you let me know <clears throat> send me a comment send me a message let me know if this has helped you how it has helped you if you have used it how you have used it what you were able to see Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast so more people can find it. And with that, I let you go. Until next time, bye-bye.